Do not adjust your settings. Take your hands off the keys. Your search is over. These are the geeks you're looking for. You found Geek Watch One with Kylan and Ken. This is going to be quite a ride. That's a bad I love you. Me too, man. Hit me, hit me, my turn. Am I the meanest? Am I the prettiest? Am I the baddest mofo low down around this time? Shogun! But who am I? Shogun! Shogun of Harlem. For what lies ahead, ready are you. We're police officers. We're not trained to handle this kind of violence. Hey, Geeksters, I'm Kylan. And I'm Ken. And you found Geek Watch 1. Welcome back, Geeksters, to Geek Watch 1 and the Hurry Up Go Home edition. Well, the Go Away edition for Kylan, because you're leaving here like in an hour or two. Right. Yep. So. Yep. Yep. <laughs> He's going on adventures to a big city. Yeah, going to a <laughs> big you, city. You could say you're leaving on a jet plane. <laughs> yeah, I am. But we know when he'll be back again. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> That's so true. How are you guys doing? Good. Good. <laughs> you guys have done did a whole bunch of stuff this week, geek wise, movies and everything, didn't you? Trying yeah. to catch yeah. up everything before you left. <laughs> yeah, we were trying. Uh, yeah. We did. We did uh, the new Men in Black. We did Shaft. I caught a little of Jessica Jones and caught yeah. up on Agents of Shield and yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're caught up. I think everything but the episode from yesterday on Agents of Shield. Yeah, uh, that's what we just watched that last night. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, we also had our book club this weekend. <laughs> so. Yeah, Kylan's uh. gonna go to. Um, He's going to go to Chicago for training and just use it as, like, relaxing vacation. Gonna, yeah, <laughs> exactly. He'll, he'll, he'll do his training during the day and then just chill in the hotel. At night. I, don't, I don't know. People keep finding places for me to go and things to do because I'm like, there's this huge arcade there. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Galpin and goes. there's and yeah. And use bookstores and uh, <laughs> the safe house. I, I don't know. I, I told him he's going to end up meeting a local at this training, and, and dude's going to be like, hey, you're just in town for a week? Come on, let me show you around. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, I've, mar- I've mentioned the usual on, Kylan thing. Yeah, I've mentioned on um, here a couple times as I listen to that Rebel Force Radio, Star Wars podcast, and Jimmy Mack from there actually is from Chicago, and he actually meets people at Galloping Ghost to go hang out at the arcade with him if any listeners come over to town. <laughs> hang out yeah, at the arcade so- and have a beer. <laughs> Yeah, he'll that, be too busy playing games. He doesn't yeah. bother drinking at an arcade. Yeah, I'm like yeah. I'm at an arcade. I'm like it has like over 700 games. I'm yep. I'm being, yeah. So that's not gonna distract you at all. Of- and, and then they just opened a, a pinball parlor um, in March. Okay, so you're not gonna yeah, have any time so. to do anything. But what were you saying, Vicky? Summit <laughs> is supposedly beginning a VR arcade. Oh yeah, you see that. Some of malls doing wow. another revamp a little bit. They're getting a bunch of new restaurants, but they announced a VR arcade. Yeah, I saw that. <clears throat> really? Yeah. Well, I wonder if it's the they same. Had, they, they had that piddly little storefront one they've had for a while. Yeah. Is that, which oh, is so couple, is it New Frontiers? They, I don't know. They had a couple little pathetic games in a, in a basketball machine or something, and yeah. I guess I would think that they would totally revamp that or put VR arcade. It's not like you need a big space for. No. Yeah. So... <laughs> You just need a bunch of chairs. And VR is <laughs> VR is finally, I think, slowly because they're not 
slamming us with it now and forcing us to the VR and um, 3D, it's slowly starting to gain foothold again. Yeah. And, mm. Well, and things are getting cheaper to do do stuff at home, too. Right. And there's yeah. more more availability of, like, big-name gaming now that's coming out. That's true. For it, so. I mean, because yeah, Marvel has one, right? Yeah, with there's it. Marvel, there's Star Wars, there's, there's a whole bunch of them that are mm-hmm. doing it now. There's also, um, with the game systems... It, PS4 has had VR for a while, and um, you probably have a you have E3 news from today from this week week, don't you? I do. That's why, and you you're gonna have the um, the VR news from the th- Xbox. So I guess no, the I new- did not bother with that. Ah, well, I guess the new system's gonna ha- be VR compatible too that they yeah. announced. I don't know if it's actually an upgrade to the 360 or if it's actually a brand new system. I would assume I an think, upgrade. I think the there's a new Xbox and a new PS coming. Okay. Um, that they were talking about that were big upgrades. I don't know, hmm. <clears throat> but we'll see. Yeah, yeah. Well, they, if, I would, you know, I'd be surprised because they, they said they said before that um, more than likely the PS4 and the Xbox 360 would be the last consoles that they <laughs> actually did because they would start to be more um, convertible or upgradable. Right. Where you don't have to do a brand new system; you just upgrade the processor or you swap out and put in the next part. Well, I know one thing they were talking about with the PS. Five, I guess, was that like complete backward compatibility too? So, oh, really? Yeah. I heard that. I think oh, the Xbox was trying to go for that too. Yeah. And also, well, you know, the last that couple- was a well, that was a huge selling point for the PS2 mm-hmm. um, until they took it away. Well, yeah. that was that was the big thing to try and get people to give people a reason to spend the money for the PS2 because that was the first big console difference right yeah <clears throat> yeah if i remember the ps1 when it came out was like 120 bucks or something like that yeah mm-hmm. when the ps2 yeah. came out you were at almost 300 dollars. like wait a minute <laughs> yeah i try to get people to more than double their their cost on that they're like okay this is why and right. you have to buy your <laughs> games yeah exactly so but um no i think um and then the xbox they announced theirs was just right now called xbox scarlet or something but it's it's the yeah, developmental I- name I, I do have a, a bit about Project Scarlet. Okay. That's not, it's not really an Xbox thing. <laughs> okay. We'll sort it out. We'll sort it out yeah. in a minute. Well, we'll get to that in a minute. But um, I don't know. We we um, watched like the first half of Jessica Jones. It's looking cool so far. Um, and next week, Geeksters, we will be talking Jessica Jones. We will totally yeah. spoil the whole thing. Um, see what we thought of them. The, when we know going in that they had a pretty good idea, this was their last series for any of the Marvel shows. At least for now. Yeah. So let's yeah. see if they made any major changes to the way they did it. We'll find out. Right. But, um, Especially by it? the end. We'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah. So is there anything else we – any else geeky stuff we did, Vicky? I've actually been having our first semi-quiet weekend in like yeah. months. This is the only first <laughs> – the only weekend this in June that we don't have a show. Nice. So we're trying to catch up, make sure everything's ready to go for next week's shows. Because next week we got one, we got the one week, the week after. Because you guys are going to be doing um, in two weeks. We have Kylan, you'll be back, and we're do, we do have the Meeple cast. That's right, right. <clears throat> and uh, Vicky and I will not be there, but you guys will. And if I It'll remember, be our next next quarter's worth of movies. Yes, right. that's on June thirtieth at the Malted Meeple, one o'clock in the afternoon. That is a Saturday afternoon at one o'clock. Malted Meeple Hudson, Ohio. Go check it out. Kylan and Dawn will be talking over the next quarter's movies. As you just said. It's not the 30th. It's the 29th. What? Oh, no. 29th. The 30th is Sunday. Okay. okay. <laughs> Helps to look at the calendar correctly. It's the last Saturday of the month. That's People right. People know. And if I remember, I'll try to get the event up this week. Right. <laughs> I usually put up the event like two days before the show. <laughs> nah, if it's not there, I'll put it up. Don't worry. Yeah. So we'll <laughs> get that going. Um, 
And then July looks like we're calmed down a little bit, but we know better than that. Especially if we're, th- we're thinking about um, maybe taking a visit to somewhere no- northwest of us at maybe. some point. <laughs> so, but um, uh, before, anything, any news housekeeping stuff we need? Uh... I don't think so. We actually have a break from Odd Malls for the moment. Yeah. And... Uh, <laughs> well, there is an Odd Mall in August. We are yeah, not that's in August. We don't need to talk but... about it. <laughs> It's a what? It's in August. We don't need to talk about it yet. It's only June. I was June. just going to mention the dates, but um, <laughs> but do check out our website. We still have the blogs going there. What, we got three days a week, Dawn? I have no idea how many days anymore. <laughs> it's <laughs> when I get them up. We do have blogs on the website. Check them out. We have our sponsors page. We have our affiliates page. Um, you can get GeekWatch1 gear. If you want your t-shirt or anything else, go to geekwatch1.com. That's right. We use T Public, and they have sales on like a couple times a month where right. you can get discounts if if you don't want to pay that full price and stuff. It it uh, it kind of doesn't make a difference to any, to us at all. We just want you to wear the shirt. That's right. <laughs> and send us an email. We'll send you stickers. We will. We I have will all send kinds of crazy stuff. Yeah, we do. So um, check us out. But email us geekwatch one at gmail dot com. What right. was that, Kylan? I said the only thing is they won't put uh, they won't put Geek Watch One on brass knuckles or switchblades. I don't why not? I don't know. Why. I haven't looked into it. Huh? I haven't looked. We haven't into tried. It. Oh, well, then, I know I can get it on a pocket knife. I'll take that. <laughs> <laughs> and remember, geeksters, Miss Dawn still wants pictures. I do of anything. <laughs> Email Miss Dawn pictures. <laughs> Geekwatch One at gmail dot com. Or you know, send them via Twitter or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, other than that, let's get into some news. Yes, let's get into news. This is in heavy news week with E3 happening. It, it is. So we're gonna we're gonna keep E3 a little separate, um, and I'll just get into some of the rest of the news. <laughs> some of the short short bits we have are that uh, Netflix announced there will be a season two for Russian Doll. Um, if you didn't see the first season of that, it's um it's kind of a, a a very adult Groundhog Day mm-hmm. um, where the main character uh, keeps dying and then waking up again. And she had, but she keeps dying in different ways, like different accidental ways. And she has to figure out number one, how to keep herself alive. And number two, how to stop like kind of having the Groundhog Day effect um, and figure out what the hell's going on. And why does nobody else know that this is going on? Uh, it's very cool. It's, 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 Slightly funny, but it's also kind of dark, and it's very adult. There's a lot of drug use. Yeah, so. <laughs> but they announced season two, and if you like the kind of thing, I'd recommend it. I enjoyed season one. <clears throat> they also announced there's going to be an animated Fast and Furious show, because we need that. We do. That's right. So, so DreamWorks and Netflix are developing this, and it's Fast and Furious Spy Racers. <laughs> they got to add that into the Spy Racers? <laughs> plot now well that's pretty much what they are now so basically it follows the teenage character tony toretto who's the younger cousin of vin diesel's dominic toretto from the movies so they and the, he just so they had huh? the 80s writers that um did the old 80s movie um animated tie-ins and had them make a show yeah basically they were always stuff much, yeah. like this so yeah so so this teenager and his friends are recruited by a government agency to get in, get in with a racing organization in the hopes of infiltrating a crime ring because that's how things happen yeah <laughs> hey do, hey it worked for what was that James Bond jr 
that, that's true. basically it's just another James Bond Jr. is what yeah. we're talking. Yeah. So we're good with that. No, no dates or anything yet, but that's something to look forward to. <laughs> that's, that's kind of funny though. If you um if you actually sit down and watch the first Fast and Furious movie, and then watch the last Fast and Furious movie to see the major. What in the world is this? <laughs> <laughs> it's a totally different movie now. Yeah, like, like yeah, now they work for the government and not against the government. I, well, I even before, they weren't really working against the government. They were just swiping stuff. They were just for themselves. Well, yeah, they true. were thieves. Well, that's true. They, they were just thieves. sticking it to the man. They were. <laughs> they lived his life a quarter mile at a time. Apparently, yeah. Uh, we got news, uh, confirmation of a reboot that had been rumored for a while. Uh, the Boondocks is coming back. Okay. Uh, instead of a season five, uh, basically the plan is apparently for a full reboot. Wow. So that we've got present day kind of stuff. And if you consider the political leanings of the kids on the show, Ooh. it's going to be fantastic. Oh. Um, and, and it was confirmed that series creator Aaron Magruder is involved. Yes. So, you know, if you're missing your John Witherspoon in your head, um, look forward to more Boondocks. He's also been rebooting the actual Boondocks comic strip that inspired the series, releasing new socio-politically charged strips via social media platforms through third-party accounts. So that's out there, too, to look for, that Aaron Magruder is back, and we'll have more Boondocks to look forward to on Adult Swim. Well, Lord knows he's got enough material to go with yes, now. Yes, he does. It's fantastic. Um, there, Ruckus is going to be wonderful. Ruckus is going to oh. be a 45 supporter all the way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and in other, <gasps> in other animated news... Uh, My Little Pony, which everyone knows and loves, and especially the adult male population, um, it's introducing a lesbian couple. In an upcoming episode, Auntie Lofty and Aunt Holiday will be revealed to be a couple. Uh, the writer-producer said, My Little Pony has always been about friendship and accepting people, or in this case, ponies, that are different from you, so it felt like something important to do. These characters, Lofty and Holiday, have previously appeared in a tie-in book, but their upcoming appearance in the show will be the first time they've been seen on screen. And this just kind of reflects, I guess, the evolution, the development of a lot of cartoons lately, um, animated properties having representation, because you have even something like Legend of Korra, um, with uh, Korra and Asami ending up together. You have Steven Universe, which is huge right. on representation. You even had your character in Voltron. Um, you have Shira, and um, you had recently the that kids PBS show Arthur. Yeah. Um, there was two. There was a male marriage. Right. Um, that happened. So it seems to be like they're they're making sure kids know about representation and acceptance, and mm -hmm. you know they can teach their parents. <laughs> <laughs> um, it helps. Right. So moving on and moving beyond animation. The good news for Orphan Black fans that Tatiana Maslany is returning to her roles, multiple roles, mm -hmm. for Orphan Black. There's an ebook and audiobook platform called Serial Box, and in collaboration with Temple Street, they've announced Orphan Black, the next chapter, a 10 part audiobook series that picks up where the show left off. And okay. the 10 parts will be voiced by Tatiana Maslany herself. Awesome. And, um, but you know, that's like 80 to 90% of the cast right there. So <laughs> and the, the interesting part is if you watch the show, seeing her in different roles was awesome. It'll be interesting to see how well it works just to hear her. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, cause 
I mean, one person doing multiple roles. Sure, she had different accents for a couple of them, but like, how different will it be? Right. Um, they're not really giving away plot details. They are, however, saying the relationship between Cosima and Delphine uh, definitely plays a big part in the story. Okay. Um, okay. Now, if you haven't heard of Serial Box, I had to look it up because I hadn't heard of them. Because um, this this will be ex- available exclusively on Serial Box in both ebook and audiobook formats later this summer. Um, Serial Box is a service that you get the first chapter free, whether you read it or listen to it, and then you subscribe to the serial. So it's it's by programming that you subscribe. So it's it's kind of like you know buying your audiobook or whatever. Right. Yeah. Um, you can purchase by episode for, I think it was like two to two bucks an episode, or you can buy the full season, which is like 10 to $20, depending on what the property is. And this one, it's orphan black. It'll probably be the $20 range, but, uh, but it gives you the full season of the serial. So basically the full book mm-hmm. is what you get out of it. Okay. Um, well, you were so talking yeah, about, so um, her being able doing all these characters, uh, I don't know if she's done much animation, but it's like in animation, you see that a lot where if you're watching a cartoon, you can have the same actor arguing with himself for like five minutes and you won't never, you'll never know the difference. True. <laughs> so it's, it'll be, it's interesting because you don't usually think of on screen actors having to do stuff like that. Right. And I mean, how many were there by the end? Was it seven, six, one, two, three, four? I think five main clones yeah. that were together by the end. And mm. there were a couple others that went off. So at least five. One of them's easy to tell because she's got a Russian accent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of them's got a British accent, but then there's three that don't. Right. So. So I have to do something yeah, to make them different. Yeah, I mean they probably if, like if you if you watch the show if you close your eyes you might actually be able to tell the character like just based on tone and stuff like that. So, um, but it, it, it'll be interesting either way, and it'll be cool yeah. to see where the story goes because they had right. a pretty good wrap up of the entire series itself by the end. Yeah, but it's it's a big enough world, and there's enough going on there that it's sort of like Firefly. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you, there there's enough there that they can keep it going. I mean, because didn't you have a there wasn't there a comic series that kind of or a graphic novel? Well, the comics for Orphan Black were kind of like fill in the blank. Fill, okay, it was in between. Like there was a okay. Helsinki one, which on the show they've mentioned Helsinki more than once. Right. They actually had a comic that showed you what happened with Helsinki. Okay. That kind of thing. So right. they haven't done anything that expanded the universe beyond the series so this okay. will kind of be the first of that okay. and do we know is this going to be like audiobook or will it be more like audio drama it the service itself says audiobook and ebook so okay so i don't know basically where heard it, reading everything it would be yeah i i mean i don't know necessarily that because it says she'll she's reprising her roles so i would think there may actually be another narrator mm-hmm. depending if it's first or third person of course if it's first right. person then it'll be all her right yeah. Or whatever the characters are. Okay. So, so yeah. So, we'll wait and see. If, if more comes of that, you know, before it's released or around the release, I'll let, I'll let everyone know. Cool. Um, another interesting tidbit that came out. Um, Steven Spielberg is writing a streaming series that you can only watch at night. Okay. Now, he... <laughs> this takes a bit of explaining, obviously. He told Jeffrey Katzenberg that he wanted to write a super scary story for this new streaming service called Quibi, but he only wanted people to be able to watch it after midnight. So the engineers at Quibi, which is actually founded by Katzenberg, um, figured out a way to do this. And they basically within their app or whatever, have a clock appear and it ticks down 
to sunset wherever you're located. So it's, it's a location-driven thing, and it'll tick down to sunset when the sun goes down. Only when the sun goes down does the show pop up on the service. Okay. So you can literally only watch it when it's dark. Um, currently, t- It's currently titled Spielberg's After Dark, and apparently he's already written about half the episodes. Um, but Quibi, the idea behind Quibi... Um, is that it, it gives viewers things they can watch in quick bites, which is where the name Quibi comes from. Mm-hmm. Um, each show in total runs a few hours long, but it's released in short 10-minute or so chapters. So the fact that, that Spielberg has already written about half of them means he's written like, you know, like an hour's worth mm-hmm. of shows so far. That's- so... Um, so yeah, so it's a it's sort of thing where you, you only watch it 10 minutes at a time. Mm-hmm. It's for, it's for the short intention span YouTubers basically right. is what it is. It's sort of like what, uh, what they did with that, with a GI Joe resolute, you know, uh, mm-hmm. when on Netflix, like you, at first you could only get like maybe 10, 15 minutes right. and then. Now I don't know if it doesn't say that there's ultimately an option to watch everything together once it's released. Right. It doesn't say that. I would think you'd want to give that option, especially if you're going to charge people for this. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so 10 minutes at a time. Um, the, is Quibi the thing a paid is, service? Um, it, there's no details about it yet because they're still developing a lot of it. Okay. Um, it comes from Katzenberg. I presume it's going to be a pay service. Yeah. <laughs> um, or at least you'd have to pay for like initial access to the app or something like that. Right. Um, but interestingly, not just Spielberg is behind this so far. They've already signed on people like Guillermo del Toro, Sam Raimi, Steven Soderbergh, Lawrence Fishburne, Antoine Fuqua, and Anna Kendrick um, for for content. So wow. there's a lot of names behind this already. They've also they've also already raised like a billion dollars to develop and and fund this whole thing. So yeah, Jeez. so it, it's okay. gonna be they're gonna. It, you're going to see a lot about it in the near future. This was kind of the first thing I'd, I'd seen about it at all. Um, it's going to become a big thing if they have that many names and that much money behind it. Mm-hmm. Well, it's kind of it sounds like it's kind of like gives filmmakers a chance to um, learn a new form. Kind of like if you take a comic writer and then have them write short stories for an anthology, you got to learn yeah. to tell a 22 page story in like eight pages. Well, they're right. having to learn to tell a two and a half hour movie in ten minutes. <laughs> Well, in 10 minute increments, yeah. though. You know, so that's just it. They have to make the 10 minutes interesting enough to make people want to keep going. Mm-hmm. Right. So Learn how to write like chapters. Every single, yeah, every single episode is going to have a cliffhanger. <laughs> like, it just, it's going to get exhausting. <laughs> um, then imagine the, seeing the, it, if it's built that way, imagine seeing the whole thing as one long show where it goes up I and know. down every 10 minutes. <laughs> That's going to be crazy. It's it's kind of like when you cut the commercial breaks out of certain shows. Right. You know, like, you know, they, they've done their little cliffhanger to go into commercial, and then you're back and just like, oh, this is what happens. <laughs> but well, web series like, no has been doing back. it for years. Yeah, that's true. I mean, and this is it. Like, the, the part I'm curious about is whether they will open it to independent filmmakers who have been doing this, you know, who, who have been creating their short films because they don't have the money to do anything greater. Mm-hmm. Um, if they'd act like it would be interesting to, for them to come out and say, you know, like have some kind of contest or something where, where they'll actually fund someone to do an entire series based on one 10 minute entry or something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That would be an interesting thing for them to do because then they'll get, you know, big marketing for them and stuff like that. And, right. And that kind of thing. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. 
Um, the last thing I have in, in this vein um, is some bad news for those of us who, uh, who like to shop here, especially every Christmas. Um, ThinkGeek as its own entity is shutting down. Okay. <laughs> now, on, uh, on July 2nd, ThinkGeek.com will basically be merging in with its parent company, GameStop. Okay. In case you didn't, in case you didn't know, that's who owned them. <laughs> um, I'm kind of, um, I'm kind of not surprised if you actually have checked ThinkGeek in the last couple of months. It's kind of almost started to go stale. Like they yeah, haven't had they a whole have, lot of brand new stuff. They've been a lot of the like not. liquidating a lot of stuff that they had. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So basically, after this move, they'll they'll still be ThinkGeek type stuff available, but you'll have to get to it through the GameStop website and. Quite honestly, I, I doubt there's going to be quite as much stuff. Um, but the good news out of this is if you go to thinkgeek.com right now, it's 50% off site-wide. So, oh, nice. <laughs> so especially if you've wanted some of those like geeky backpacks and stuff that are usually like 60 bucks and things like that, mm-hmm. $30. Um, but they do have uh, like over 40 actual brick-and-mortar stores and those will remain. Those are still going to be Think Geek stores. Okay. Um, and you've probably noticed if you visit GameStop, a physical GameStop location over the past year or so, you'll notice that there has been geeky stuff available in there. Like mm-hmm. they have Funko Pops and all kinds of manner of things. Um, and that's obviously still going to continue. They might actually actually have a section of the store called Think Geek or something like that. But they're still going to continue selling stuff like that in the store. Um and then, of course, there's people who have bought enough from ThinkGeek that they get points and stuff like that. Well, those are fading out. So you have to use them by the end of this month if you want to use up your points. End of this month is what you get. End of June. So um, so that, that's that's all you get. Uh, okay. <laughs> so there you go. Your, your geeky options have kind of squashed a little bit. But so many people buy stuff via Amazon now anyway that you could get on ThinkGeek. So it doesn't yeah. really matter that much. Yeah. Do we still have points? We might have a small amount of points. Or oh. I mean, yeah, I'll have to look through and see if I got any. The thing is, like, most of the points, you had to get massive points to get anything decent. Right. What the? So, usually, usually you'd get a, the, the book light that I got you for, that I was yeah. your stocking stuff for at Christmas. That yeah. was a points one. <laughs> but, I love that thing. But, yeah, so there you go. Mm-hmm. R.I.P. Wow. Let me see if I can get, get, send you guys this image. Share the, oh, share no. the screen. I went to Think Geek, and, um, yeah, hang on a second. Let me move this over here. I gotta share this picture with you because this is this is insane. Have you guys Uh-oh. seen? They have a beanbag onesie. Oh uh, what? Oh, I've seen that already. It's yeah. a onesie oh. type thing that has a beanbag built into the butt. So you're walking around, yeah, you have this giant beanbag bean hanging on your butt. Yeah, it's for incredibly <laughs> lazy people. Yeah, no, it yeah. is hilarious. Not only do you not have to get dressed, but you don't have to go anywhere to sit down. Hang on here. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Here you go, Kylan. There you go. That's terrible. You see it? No. <laughs> Sounds like something that would be at a Andy party. No, that's yeah, exactly. not even. That's not even. That's late night caught on the cob. Dang, that's funny sex- looking. No, it's not sexy at all. I don't think Dang, it's sexy at all. That's a, no. A New Year's. Yeah, that's a New Year's Eve party thing. That way when you're yeah. when you're about ready to die, to crash out, you just kind of sit down and you're done. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, people. Hit Think Geeks for that beanbag one. Wow. Yeah. Wow. <sighs> Moving uh, on to some E3 news. <laughs> first thing that popped in my head, though, was that's a whole lot of junk in that trunk. <laughs> <laughs> that's just wrong. In all the wrong ways. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay, moving on. Is it time for E3? <laughs> yes, it's time for E3. <clears throat> oh, my gosh. Okay. 
So there's a, we know a lot of news always comes out of E3. For those who are, for some reason, unfamiliar, it's basically the electronics um, tech slash gaming con. It's the big one every year where um, all the tech companies go and announce new systems, new games, new technology, um, new initiatives, whatever. So um, I kind of, I looked up things via, you know, some game announcements and then some particular company things. So with, uh, with Microsoft, what we were talking about earlier, their Project Scarlet, which they haven't officially dubbed Xbox anything. Um, we know it is Xbox, but it's not, like you said, we don't know if it's just an upgrade or what. Um, but it is set to hit stores next winter uh, in 2020. And it'll utilize an SSD to achieve new speeds works to support high frame rates and incredibly high screen resolutions. It, they're talking about 8K screen resolutions. Uh, and it'll actually launch with the sixth mainline Halo game, Halo Infinite. Yeah, I knew that was coming. Yeah, so they're, they're basically going to be in conjunction. So it'll be interesting to find out if Halo Infinite's going to work on the other Xbox or not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or if you have to upgrade in order to play. I think they'd be shooting uh, another, themselves in the foot to, if they did it where you have to upgrade to play it. Oh, yeah, no kidding. I mean, but the thing is, though, I mean, Halo's their big seller. Yeah. And if they force people to do it, a lot of them will do it. Right, exactly. <laughs> and plus, a lot of a lot of gamers, they just want the next big thing anyway. So yeah. I, I could see, like, I could see them doing the, the new Halo for a certain amount of time kind of exclusively like something's locked or something mm-hmm. yeah and you can't use it elsewhere but then they they have it elsewhere after six months or something like that the other yeah. thing on this is um is this going to have a disk drive because a lot yeah, of the systems are moving a... away from disk drive and going to all digital right that's true that'll be interesting to see i mean i and and consider one of the other things i'm going to talk about in a bit is um the a lot of the systems and and companies are moving to clouds so mm-hmm. It's completely possible that it, it might not have anything. <laughs> you just you have like, the go Go online and click the button. True. Yeah. Do you have the Google News on there? Um, yes. Okay. I do. Um, so another Microsoft, uh, one of the interesting games is uh, that was announced is Elden Ring. It's a new game by the Dark Souls developer from Software and in collaboration with George R.R. R. Martin. So if you're looking mm-hmm. for kind of a high fantasy sort of game, that'll be it. Uh, and one of the things that got a lot of news was that Keanu Reeves showed up at the Microsoft oh. event um, to announce Cyberpunk 2077 will be released in April 2020. Which looks like uh, a really good a- game. It looks great. like and, and he showed up to do it because he's actually in it. Yes. <laughs> you know? so, mm-hmm. And it looks exactly like him. It's crazy. Um, but it's a first-person shooter RPG where players fight against evil mega corporations using body augmentation. So it's completely cyberpunk, basically. It's what its name says. <laughs> and shut up and take my money situation, it yes. sounds like. Okay. <laughs> and and by the way, um, on, uh, on Thursday this past week, I did put up a blog about some E3 news and included a lot of trailer links to a lot of the games that, that were released so and, and announced. So um, I'll also include some of the links in our notes for this week if you want to see the trailers. Because some of them are gameplay, most of them are kind of like movie trailers just for the games. Yeah. So, uh, we move on to Square Enix. They announced Avengers A-Day, which was a, a big deal. It's the, the new Avenger, Marvel Avengers game coming. Uh, Third-person action game where players take control of the characters Thor, Black Widow, Hulk, Iron Man, Captain America, etc. 
And there is an online mode for team-ups. It's coming out in a year's time, May of 2020. And if you pre-purchase it for the PS4, you actually get to play the beta version. And um, the pre-purchase is already available, apparently. Okay. So, uh, so, no, so you, kind, yeah, you, you kind of know what Kylan's going to be doing um, at the end of this month. Okay. <laughs> we also have from Square Enix, uh, they announced the remake of Final Fantasy VII uh, coming out in March. And apparently it's more than just kind of a remaster. They're actually including entirely new graphics and voice acting, a completely reworked combat system that's a hybrid of real-time and turn-based action. Oh, Okay. So it was it was something a lot of people were looking forward to. I guess Final Fantasy VII is a big deal. It's one of the yeah. favorites. Right. It's um, pretty much. I think but, if I remember right, number seven was the most popular one they've ever done. Number eight and nine were close, but number seven was on top. Yeah. So that's that's the redo. Well, no, they they've been talking about that one for a long time, and and I I if it took them that this long to do it, but they're bringing. They're adding so much to the game, it's going to be well worth the wait. Yeah, I would hope so. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in Nintendo news, not surprisingly, Nintendo announced a whole bunch of new titles, um, including uh, a new Legend of Zelda and a new Luigi's Mansion. They're also doing Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, which is the first time Nintendo has released uh, a Marvel game in the series. And it's actually going to be for the Switch. Uh, it's coming out this July already, and in the fall, they're going to have the additions um, of characters from Marvel Knights, X-Men, and Fantastic Four. Okay. So Man. that, that'll that be interesting character choices. And Kylan's upset because he doesn't want to buy a Switch. <laughs> I, and I, I love the Ultimate Alliance uh, sto- uh, game series. I love it. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't love it enough that I'm, I'm going to get a Switch. No, it's all right. <laughs> But you can take the switch with you everywhere you go. Yeah, no, <laughs> because there's only Not like point. <laughs> there's only one game on the switch I care about, and no. <laughs> They've also announced, talking of switch, a switch port for The Witcher Three, because The Witcher is a popular series. Right. Um, they announced that the N64 icons Banjo and Kazooie are coming to S- Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Apparently that's big news. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> yeah, the the Super Smash Bro- Smash Brothers just don't do anything for me either. But okay. Uh, and in cool news, um, Dark Crystal Age of Resistance Tactics game was announced um, again for the Switch. Hmm. It's an isometric strategy RPG based on the upcoming prequel that's on Netflix. So it's not based on the original movie, but on whatever the storyline is for the prequel that's coming in August. So that'll be interesting. That would be interesting. And I would be interested in playing that, but that's two games. No. <laughs> Only two. Only two. No. Because a lot of the other games that Kylan's interested in are available on other platforms. So he's kind of like, why would I buy it for the Yeah, <laughs> right. Um, Bethesda, a developer, Bethesda, um, announced new titles like Doom Eternal, Ghostwire Tokyo, and Wolfenstein Youngblood. Ooh. Okay. They also announced a free-to-play mobile mobile game, The Elder Scrolls Blades, um, and it has a new um, player versus player mode as well. But it's it's their mobile game, 
And they're also going to do a reboot of the 90s hit Commander Keen in mobile form. I don't, I've don't. i never heard of Commander Keen, so I'm not sure how much a hit it was. But... Uh, I, I, I never played Commander Keen. I, I don't remember Commander Keen. I, don't, I think it, it's it, interesting that, that they're, they're announcing like either reboots or new games for mobile only, just to make sure yeah. people are... People... There's a couple of companies that are focusing on mobile because mobile is slowly... Um, they're actually competing with console now. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I know um, on my team lead uh, suggestion... And because I have space on my phone, I downloaded um, Marvel uh, Strike Force. And honestly, uh, all the things that I loved about um, Ultimate Alliance, I get in Strike Force. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, it, it's, it's, and it's weird because it is a mobile game. It's not just, oh, you know, something to do with, you know, it, it'll be okay or whatever. No, it's a full game, game as if it were on a console. Right. 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 So, but and that, and the thing is, it's because of phone technology they can do this now. Yeah. Because you know you have um, the processors that can do things fast. You have the graphics abilities. You have the space, like you said, you have the space on your phone now because they're giving so much memory on on phones and stuff. Right. It's yeah, and so that's one of those things that, I'd, like you said, a lot of companies now. I know Mar- Marvel has focused heavily on uh, on their footprint. As far as mobile games go, well, Disney in general. Yeah, they, I mean, Disney, Disney has got Marvel. It's got it's got some Star Wars stuff. It's also mm-hmm. got its general Disney properties. It's got you know games involving right. its other characters and stuff too. So I yeah. mean, it's not just the jewel type games anymore. No, it's it's, it's not just Candy Crush wannabes. It's not. Right. <laughs> nope. Our phones are going to start sending people to the moon. Yeah, exactly. Pretty much. Well, they, they've already a long time ago we surpassed the computing power of anything that has ever gone to the moon. Or at least with people on it. At least that we we know of. Yeah. Well, I mean, we we now have in our phones that we can, you know, fit in our pocket what they used to have in warehouses with Mm -hmm. processors and stuff, you know? Like, it's just kind of amazing. It is. Well, they had Area 51. Yeah, that's right. Um, Now, a bunch of other um, generally uh, new game announcements that uh, got a bit of hype. You have Death Death Stranding which is the first new IP in more than a decade from the developer behind Metal Gear Solid. It has a roster of actors voicing the characters that include Norman Reedus, uh, mm-hmm. Mads Mikkelsen, and Guillermo del Toro. Mm-hmm. And that's nice. coming this November. I, I've seen ads for it. That game looks amazing. Yeah, it looks pretty cool. Um, you also have Gods and Monsters coming in February. That's a new adventure from the Assassin's Creed Odyssey developers. Um, and then you have uh, a couple of the Star Wars announcements. You have Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga coming next year that has all three trilogies reenacted in one Lego game. That sounds awesome. We're, we're actually working through the um, Lego Star Wars Complete series. So it's only the, um, the prequels and the um, original trilogy. And if they right. do it similar to that style, that would be kind of cool. But this is a brand oh. new game. Yeah. It's going to be um, totally new gameplay new way, and new ways of doing things, too. So it's, it's not like they're just repackaging that and adding the last three movies. Right, right. right. Yeah, they're improving on the, the, the ones that are already there. Right. Um, the best- and then you also have Star Wars Jedi Fallen Orders, yeah. um, which is set after the events of Revenge of the Sith. Uh, it has lightsaber battles, force powers, stormtroopers, and it actually has Saw Gerrera in it. Yes. Oh, <laughs> Cam Monaghan looks awesome in it. It looks just like him. The main character in there is actually the actor who played Jerome in uh, Gotham. 
Okay. 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 Cool. And if you watch, yeah, if you watch, they have an epic 13 minute gameplay trailer where you're actually <laughs> watching 13 minutes of the Kashyyyk mission. And uh, you can see a lot of it looks amazing. And some of the stuff you can do with it is great. This may be the first game I buy actually on release day in years. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of, that's November 15th. Yes. So no? that's only a few months away. All right. And you could pre order so it already. Can, so, you, of course, you can go ahead and get that and then in, in preparation for the, the next Star Wars movie. So you, can, you, you get to play that for like a month. Mm. And then. <laughs> Uh, did you have on there about the the uh, what they announced for first up? No, I don't know what first up is. Uh, the 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 home the home cabinets that are like the shorter. Oh, I don't have those. Uh, yeah, they they actually they announced that um they're they're releasing Star Wars Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi in the first up. Uh, first well, up home is that version the arcade one up or something like that. One up, yeah, yeah, one up, one up. Yeah, in the in the one up cabinet, so I think that's going to be in the fall. So, so I think that was announced at E3. So, too, so I'm gonna have so. to clear a spot in my um, living room somewhere so I can actually get an arcade cabinet. Yeah, there you well, go. Well, yeah, but they're they're slightly smaller than arcade cabinets. Yeah, right? yeah, it's like it's I think it's like four feet tall. So you, I guess you it's can like sit your desk size. and play. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, one of the big trends, uh, as mentioned earlier, was talk about clouds and subscriptions. So. Ubisoft is launching Uplay Plus, which is is a subscription service for its games. Microsoft is expanding the Xbox Game Pass onto PC. Um, and interestingly, it's available for a dollar for the first month mm. and then yeah. five dollars a month after that for access to the game library. So if you're if you have a PC and you don't have an Xbox, um, <laughs> there's that option. Uh, Bethesda's Project Orion is a set of engine-based tools that are apparently going to make games more compatible with cloud streaming from the development process upwards. Okay. So there you know there's a bunch of different things coming that you're going to you're going to see more info on. Then you have Google Stadia, which is an online platform that they're claiming will let gamers stream the newest titles in 4K using home internet connections. Yeah, this one sounds uh, interesting. It it does. It's if you want to spend a lot of money, it's interesting yeah. <laughs> and just try bits and pieces. Um, the basic package is $129. It comes with a Chromecast style receiver and Stadia controller. And then you have a monthly fee of $9.99 for 4K and surround sound. And then, although you do get some games with your subscription, a lot of them you have to purchase. Okay. So if you like... I suppose this is good for people who like crossing platforms and are just wanting some specific games to try out and play. Mm -hmm. But if you like a bunch of games off of one console type, just go buy the console. Like it's, right. it seems like a yeah. better deal well, to just do that. But, I, the way I've heard, the, um, one of the big pushing points of this is um, you don't have the download time. You're actually playing it streaming. Right. So you don't have to download it onto your system and wait like uh, an hour or two for it to download. Because some of the big games, it may take an hour or two or more to download, even with a high-speed connection. Right. Uh, the other one being, um, there was that. and uh, Oh, the one of the problems I've heard a lot of people complain about is um, with these systems going all digital. To where you buy a game, but you only get the digital copy. If they ever remove that game from their library, all of a sudden you don't have access to your game. Exactly. Right. Whether you paid for it or not, unless you downloaded it onto a, a hard drive or something, you don't. You can't play. Good thing terabytes are right. cheap now. Yeah. Mm. 
that's true. The the downloading ability is is one of the one of the bonuses, of course. So mm-hmm. it, it it does depend what you're what you're looking at. I mean, with the with the new systems coming out, apparently Project Scarlet and um, PS5. One of the things they were talking about is virtually zero load time on screens, etc., like mm. that. Um, as soon as your game starts, going from scene to scene, etc. So it'll be a, a more seamless playing experience. So you're, you know, you may still have your download times initially, but with that side of the competition, Google's not going to beat them. Right. So, yeah. you know, it, but yeah, like it depends what, what you're looking for and, and what I'm obviously what you're willing to pay. If, if $129 is a lot cheaper than three to $400 that the new systems are got to be around $400. I mean, right. yeah. considering what they're going to offer. Um, so one twenty nine, that's definitely better, right? If you're willing to pay ten bucks a month, I mean, people pay that for Netflix anyway, you know. So yeah, well, and actually, a lot of times, like the um, you said that Xbox Arcade or the Xbox um, their online streaming service, it's five dollars yeah. a month there. Yeah, so exactly, and I mean, technically, you know, that's that's using your internet connection, but you may not be getting the graphics, right? You know, the four K or whatever. The thing is, a lot of people don't have the 4K capabilities on their TV yet. They right. haven't bought 4K televisions. Right. Yeah. So it doesn't matter if you can get no, 4K. <laughs> it doesn't. See, that's the thing. Like, before, I, I, I like H, uh, as I like, I like, I like HD. It doesn't necessarily add or take away from my enjoyment as far as playing the game. Right. Because I'd rather play an awesome game. And and it just being standard definition, then to have a crappy game, but it's in four K. That looks wonderful. <laughs> I just yeah, you know. And the thing is, the 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 four K, the you know, the massive intense graphics kind of thing, really only works well if you have a huge screen TV. And I'm not talking just your basic big screen TV. I mean huge screen. Mm-hmm. You know, so it doesn't matter if you've got your typical, you know, family room TV size sort of thing. Right. It's it's when it gets really big that you want the really sharp images and the really cool stuff. And okay, if you're buying a TV that big anyway, then you better get the 4K because you're going to spend the money. Right. So <laughs> then you want the gameplay. But so yeah, it, there's a lot more news from E3 because there always is. So if yeah. there's particular companies you're into, go look them up. They're all on. All the stuff is online. Um, like I said, I'm going to put some of the links to to some of the cool trailers on our notes that you can watch as well. And and if you want little, you know movie type trailers of, of games and then there's gameplay all over the place. you just look up youtube look up your the favorite game you're most interested in you'll find like a dozen at least videos yeah already <laughs> that that's the e3 news yeah only one or two things there yeah just a couple yeah that jedi fallen order a lot of people are wondering what's going on with that until now and it's like dude i think they're gonna they're finally gonna deliver on the star wars game people have wanted for years yeah yeah, there, there's been disappointments in Star Wars games in recent years, even though people have looked forward to them. Once they get into gameplay and such, they've been a bit disappointed. So yeah. well, fingers crossed one, for everybody. The one that came out seven years ago was pretty good. Which one? The one that you just finished. Oh, yeah. the um, Battlefront 2 is one of those that a lot of people were very disappointed when they first got it. But it's like it seems like it's finding more life the longer it goes because they've actually fixed a lot of the stuff. And the things that people yeah. had a problem with at the beginning has been removed, so that and actually it's just a nice, fun game now. It actually that, it that, holds up. Yeah, that makes a difference if they actually continue to work on it and make improvements to it along the way. A lot of times they just kind of leave it and let it go. They're still adding um, content to it too, so right, they're adding right. new game modes and new screens to play on and things. So EA is doing the other, there, but right. And um, in terms of E three, one of the things you have to remember that 
a lot of gamers get disappointed about is that E3 announces a lot of games in development that take years to create. So, so a yeah. lot of the announcements you get out of E3, they won't come out for two or three years, and sometimes they'll be completely different by the time they're finally announcing their release. Yeah. So it, E3 is one of those conventions that, that you know, hardcore gamers, they get happy and disappointed all at the same time. Well, yeah, that, the Lego Star Wars game it doesn't come out till 2020. Right. I mean, a lot so. of the new games, but I mean, that's that's barely a year away. Exactly. But uh, not not even a year at this point. We're six months away. Um, so, but I'm saying um, January or February. That way, um, people have time to see Episode Nine before they see the content in that game. There you go. There mm-hmm. you go. Um, but yeah, so there's there's a lot of announcements that thing by the time they come out, things will change. But there were a lot of game announcements that people were expecting from last year or the year before that the games are finally coming out this year yeah. um that they finally got to see what's going on so so that was a good thing and that that always happens with e3 with any right. any technology related announcements you're going to get delays and and that kind mm-hmm. of thing and development mm-hmm. issues yeah so. the only thing guaranteed is changes to what exactly. you saw <laughs> except for the train wreck that was uh the last Marvel Street Fighter uh, game because the the graphics are crap and they kept saying there were going to be improvements and then the game came out and the graphics are still crap. But <laughs> but for the most part, you know, there are enough changes that, you know, oh, this is just a rough draft of it. By the time uh-huh. you get the finished product, it's like, oh, what was I so yeah, mad you, for? You, could, you, you know, sometimes they rush them out because people want them so badly and that's the mistake. Yes. Yeah. Don't rush. Mm-hmm. But that's all we have for E3. Um, okay, Tyler what else and I we got? Can, give, can, can give a, a review of uh, Men in Black International. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. We're going to go see it. We were trying to figure out a time to go see it this weekend. We just didn't have a chance yet. So We went uh, We went Thursday. because. Well, okay, we wanted to see two movies this weekend, Men in Black International and Shaft. So- Kyle's got to tell us about Shaft after this a little bit. <laughs> yes, he will. He will. But um, Shaft was not playing at our usual theater. It's not playing in quite as many theaters as, as most other movies. So we actually had to go down to Canton to see it. So we had to figure out a good time to go down there versus our usual spot. Um, so Men in Black got the Thursday night treatment for us. Cool thing was, if you went to opening weekend this weekend, you got a pair of Men in Black sunglasses. Yeah. So <laughs> And that was a nice surprise. So we got... We're, so, some places have been giving them going into the movie. We got ours as we came out of the movie. They were handing out Men in Black sunglasses. Um, they're just basic basic sunglasses, but they have the Men in Black logo on the side. So so now Kylan has a pair of black sunglasses. Yeah. <laughs> now you got something to wear in the movie, Kylan. In our movie. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> there you go. But um, generally speaking, Men in Black International fits pretty well with the other movies. Um, and, and let's remember that critics can be wrong. And critics can be very full of themselves and expect Citizen Kane with every movie. Mm-hmm. Yes. Men in Black was never intended to be that. No. And um, it's fun. It's definitely fun. Yeah. Uh, it's not It's not as good as the first, as the very first Men in Black. Not as good as that. No. I think it's better than the second, though. Yeah. It's better than Men in Black 2. Okay. Um, uh, Men in Black 3 had a bit of improvement for the series, so this is kind of probably around par, maybe a little bit better. Um, so there, that you know, that's in terms of all the movies, depending what you like. That's that's my opinion on that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is it is generally fun. It's just kind of like it's it's not hugely memorable or anything, but it's just no. a generally fun thing. It's a Men and in Black movie. Exactly. It's it's the usual Men in Black movie. You have aliens. They're saving the world. That's the basic plot of every Men in Black. 
Um, and one of the reasons really to see this is Chris Hemsworth and Tessa Thompson. Yeah. Um, because obviously you already know they have chemistry from playing Thor and Valkyrie together. Mm-hmm. And so basically it's Thor and Valkyrie save the world uh, while wearing suits. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're in disguise. Do they but, make this look good? They do. Yeah, they really do. Uh, how they, they they couldn't make it look bad. <laughs> no, no. But they're really good together. But I I found they didn't have quite they didn't have quite the fun chemistry they had as Thor and Valkyrie. No, they're, you know they're different types of characters, obviously. But and they they obviously did very well together. It just kind of wasn't as as. I don't know. It just wasn't as, as chemistry wise, wasn't as good a fit it, for see, these characters. The thing is, is, did they film well, in yeah. black before they filmed Endgame and, and um, all that? Yeah, was Men in Black well, no, in production but, before Thor? Or just well, it wasn't. It wasn't in production before Ragnarok. They were together in that. Oh, well, okay. I was say that they were in that one, and then they filmed yeah. this one, and then they filmed the rest of the Avenger movie stuff. Yeah, I, I think I think it's just that they were different characters. Just, they, the characters didn't go together very well. Like no. Chris Hemsworth, quite honestly, his character's a dick for about half the movie. Like he's not likable really at all. I found he wasn't likable at all for about half the movie. Um, which is difficult because most of the roles he plays, he's very likable. So you kind of yeah. want to go in right away liking him. Right. Maybe that's why uh, he chose this role too. Uh, true. True. I mean, his, his agent, um, he's the experienced one. He's cocky from having saved the world and all this kind of thing. And, and uh, Tessa Thompson's is is the is the newbie who you know she finds them um, because of an experience when she was a kid. It's the sort of you get the whole you basically get the premise in the trailers that you've seen. Um, and and that was actually one of the disappointing things. There's some fun things in the trailer that kind of ruin how fun they are in the movie because yeah. you've already seen them in the trailer. Like there's some really good one-liners in that you see in the trailer that once it comes up in the movie, it's just you've seen it. It's not funny yeah. anymore. That's true. You know. Now- so there was that. Did they try to do the similar idea to um, what they did with <clears throat> Tommy Lee Jones and Will Smith? or In what way? And just <clears throat> the dynamic between the characters and stuff. Because that's what it sounds like you're do- they were trying to do. Because Tommy yeah, Lee Jones was the bit. grizzled vet that's been there since the beginning. Will Smith comes in cocky, ready to go. He knows everything and learns that he well, doesn't know everything. They they kind of did, except um, with Hemsworth, I mean, he was he was the kind of like big ego, cocky one. Um, who knows the ropes, but has almost become a little jaded with how things are working. And Thompson comes in and she, she's the newbie, but she's, she doesn't think she knows everything because she's kind of almost hesitant to give a lot of her answers in that. But she's, she's obviously smarter than Hemsworth. um, And obviously knows a lot more than he does. But she does defer to him as the one in charge, but right. she questions it a lot. Right. So yeah. her, her character type is different. It is a different type of character, but it is the, the partnership thing. And But it's a reluctant partnership because she kind of gets herself invited into partnership with him. Like he wants right. to work alone. He prefers to work alone. So there's that. Um, the One of the issues I had, though, is that the aliens aren't as kind of fun and full of personality as they were in the original movie. No, no. Like, you know how like, in, okay, you know how like in the other movies, and this was something Don and I were talking about how, okay. Like Frank, for instance, Frank is very New York. He's a pog, by the way. He, he, you know, yeah. 
<laughs> you know, Frank the Pug, like he's very New York. And you come across these other uh, uh, these other aliens that, I mean, they, they have their own diverse personalities, and they're pretty much similar to the kind of people that you run across, you know, in day-to-day life. And I think that's one of the things that you liked about Men in Black, because in a weird way, it humanized the, the aliens. And this one, outside of, well, pretty much all the aliens are gangsters. That, yeah. That's the only way you could describe it. They're all just gangsters and henchmen. It, it's basically a. It, it is basically a story of taking on the mob. Yeah. For for a chunk of it, and the like the one the one alien or the one other creature with personality is Pawnee, and he's the one that you see in the commercials. That's the little guy that pledges allegiance to uh, Tessa Thompson as his queen. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's he's voiced by Ninjani, Jamal Ninjani. The um, what's his face? Ninjani, the one that's going to be in Stuber. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so he has character, and he's actually got some of the best one-liners. Like he does. He's, he's got some of the best lines in the whole thing because he's he's just not putting up with Hemsworth's crap <laughs> most of the time. Yeah, and uh, and that, but and Frank does make a cameo in this. By the way, Frank the Pug does make a cameo, which right. is disappointing that it's only a cameo, but he's there. Um, but yeah, so some of the aliens were a little disappointing. The effects are still great, though. Like, the, the way a lot of the aliens look is quite impressive. And there's a lot of ones that you haven't seen uh, in the other movies, even just in the background. Like, right. there's, there's ones that you have not seen the look of. So they were still really creative with how they looked. Right. Um, and the, the story's pretty straightforward. Some of the plotting gets a little overly complex, like, too complex for its own good. Like, they, yeah. didn't, they didn't need to go there sort of thing. But... Uh, Generally speaking, it's fun. And the good thing is they do bring up the whole men in black, but there are women in it. Um, they do. They do bring that up and they have a good few lines about that. Um, and cool. and there's definitely uh, Tessa Thompson is not a damsel in distress really at any point. She's, no, she holds her own. She fights. Uh, yeah, she's definitely not there to be, you know, the 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 poor little woman who needs help or the love interest either. There's some. There's some little glances you get sometimes between the two of them, but there's like not a romantic thing going on, which is great. Yeah, I, I was a little worried that that was going that they were going to go there with that, but I'm glad they didn't. Right. You know, because well, because Chris Hemsworth's character, well, he's he's a heartthrob of he's a the man London whore. office. Well, yeah, he's, he's a, a man, man whore. whore. He like, is a man they whore. They show it. <laughs> yeah, they they show he's a man whore too. So yeah, yeah, he's an interspecial man whore. <laughs> Hey, but, well, you know, but it's a fun movie so is. you know if given the choice between men in black international and dark phoenix go see men in black <laughs> yes <laughs> i think a lot of other people are making that choice also yeah a friend of ours actually said don't go don't see dark phoenix. like she has seen it and she said yeah you made the better choice anyway <laughs> so there you go. dark phoenix looks interesting and it's one that we are going to see but i don't know i don't think we're going to see it in theaters we're waiting to uh, it's one Netflix. Yeah, it's one of the only uh, recent. I think it pretty be, much is the only recent superhero movie I won't be seeing in the theater. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> well, I mean, I, I put it in the same place as uh, the last Fantastic Four. I'm just not. <laughs> I've still never no. seen that one. Nope, neither. No, but I'm not going to. Nope. <laughs> Although the <laughs> rumors are out there your... again of something in development out there for the yeah, for but Fantastic at, Four. At, at least the properties with the in the right hands now. Yeah. Right. It sounds like they may actually be looking into. 
someone's developing actually a script for it or something. Yeah. So, and that's all that's all I've actually heard, so. Yeah. And now Kylan wants to talk about Shaft. <laughs> Shut your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lots of so, wholesale violence. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's definitely a Shaft movie. Um, <laughs> and actually, I, I liked it. Uh, this is another one that um, it's interesting. Uh, I was reading up. Uh, the critics aren't liking it, but but the the audiences are. Yeah. Um. Since when do we listen so to critics? It's it, it, basically it seems like the critics never saw the original. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they didn't know like, what this is okay. supposed to be. Exactly. Well, you know the thing is okay. So one of the things that that does sort sort of a subplot within the movie, or maybe it's just part of the plot because there's not a lot of sub going on with this movie. But uh, so you you have Sam Jackson's shaft and. He's very much stuck in the seventies. Stuck in the seventies and eighties, uh, and his son is very much a millennial, and so you kind of get that whole you kind of get that whole older culture generation, clash. younger generation. Yeah yeah, 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 definitely yeah. generational culture clash. But the 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 the, the it's, it was refreshing in that the all the they they still showed that there was some credence to doing things the old way there were some creases to that and also um sam jackson's shaft wasn't completely uh against accepting that maybe he needs to he need to change his point of view on some things you know and and so it was kind of cool to see that uh one of the other things that you kind of get to see is the subtle influence of of j uh of shaft jr to Shaft the Third, technically, is what it would be. Yeah, Sam Jackson Shaft the Third. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so or Shaft, no, he Shaft the Second. He say he's Junior a second. Shaft the Third. Yeah, even though calling him That's Junior. That's confusing because there's three of them in the movie. There's three of them. So, so the third generation. So you kind of see him like he's very millennial in the way he dresses and the way he acts, but he also starts to see that his uh, maybe. His progressive and hey, let's all talk things out approach to things doesn't always work. And you end up getting hit a lot. He gets punched a lot. <laughs> a lot. And it, it, there, there's a few funny. One of the funny lines is, "Why is everyone in Harlem so angry? They're <laughs> <laughs> always hitting me." <laughs> I, I, you know, and and and, like, and there's one. There's this one part where, whereas you know, you could tell that, Sha- like that Shafts Junior. I'll call him Sam Jackson. I'll just call him Sam. So Sam Jackson Shaft, you can see that he he decides that his son needs to learn on his own. And so even though he's standing there with him, he lets him get hit a couple of times. You know, he, he, I, I know some pe- some people will say, "Well, that's terrible." Well, no, I mean he he had to learn. You know that. Yeah, you know, well, he didn't ask for help. He, he didn't he, ask he for help. Step in unless he asked for help. Right. You know, because so the thing is, you you, when the movie opens, it's like 1989 and Sam Jackson's shaft is getting reamed out by his girlfriend, his woman, his woman. And they're sitting in the car. She's just going off on him like, you know, this is wrong with him. That's wrong with him and all stuff. And so anyway, they go after him. He take he handles business. He ends up in a firefight in the car, in a car (laughs) with with his girlfriend and their baby. 
Yeah, baby's in the back seat. And so she's like, you promised me that nothing would ever happen to us in Harlem. I'm out. So so she takes her son and leaves. So you get at least you get the story of why he wasn't there to raise his son. She actually left. Right. Yeah. Because so he was a bad influence. So you get it right away. And you but you see through the years him like, you know, he was sending gifts uh, for his son's birthday and for Christmas. And they're not necessarily the most appropriate gifts. They're very inappropriate gifts. Yeah. You know, very inappropriate. Very inappropriate. But then, so by time by time you get to modern day, his son has a friend who has a it was a childhood friend who is killed, uh, and the circumstances are hinky. Um, but his son, who graduated from M- MIT, is a uh, data analyst for the FBI. So he's thinking, well, you know, I work for the FBI. I can go and talk to some people, find out what's going on. Number one. They don't care that you're with the FBI. And number two, you're a data analyst. He goes into Harlem dressed like a typical data analyst millennial. He's in khakis and a shirt and a tie, and he has his backpack on. He goes into Harlem like this. Yeah. He walks into a drug house dressed like that. <laughs> now, well, now here's just the- because he's a data analyst doesn't mean he can't handle himself, because Jack Ryan's a data analyst. <laughs> well, that's true, but... That, yeah, that's yeah, true, but no, he's not... That, <laughs> he's not Jack Ryan. Data analyst. He's, he's strictly data analyst. He's strictly... <laughs> yeah. So he gets in there, and now here's, here's was, here was a big plot hole, but I just kind of learned to accept it. He goes in, he gets beat up, but then next thing you know, he wakes up, and he's in a hospital being treated by his other childhood friend who's a doctor. We all know what happened that he got out of there. That's that's the part that got me. I'm like, how the hell did he get out of a drug house when he was knocked out and he still had all his stuff? Right. <laughs> like, come I'm on. like, okay. So you know, one of those things you ignore, it's a shaft movie. Yeah, it's a shaft movie. So so you know you so from there he's he's What's like I, I need to talk to my dad. Yeah, he decides that's where he needs help from. And then, and then from there, there that's pretty much where shenanigans ensue. Because <laughs> uh, Shaft gets mad because they put their hands on his son. Now the kid didn't walk in there. The kid didn't say who he was. But then when Shaft walks up in there, they're like, "This is your son." They said, "Yes." Yeah. Oh, look, I'm sorry. <laughs> you no, know, but like, oh, we didn't know. We, we didn't oh, we didn't know, but it didn't matter because you put your hands on this kid, and then he Shaft's like, "You gonna you gonna kick this kid's ass?" And he and and the guy's like, "Well, no." And then he shot him. Shaft shot the guy because his son wasn't gonna kick his ass. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and 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 there's oh, and his son is anti-gun. Yeah, but there's a couple. of I don't know if you want to call them surprises that kind of come up. Yeah. Which you kind of see that the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Pretty much is what it is. Now, uh, it gen- so generally it is, you know, your basic solve a mystery kind of shaft movie. It's like it's like a cop it's like a buddy cop movie. Yeah. It was like Lethal Weapon is basically what we're talking right, about. Right, yeah. The humor is sort of like <laughs> Lethal Weapon, not not full on comedy, though like the trailer makes it look as more situational. Yeah. 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 But uh, but it also because of Shaft being kind of stuck in his seventies ways, um, it also kind of shows you that we don't necessarily want a Shaft movie these days because there's a lot of certain words that are used that I can't use on the show. Yeah. Um, and I'm not even talking the F-bomb. Um, in reference to women, 
there's a lot of words used yeah. that that Shaft would just use in everyday conversation he would. while were, talking were, about women, huh? Yeah, and they were standard in um, the black exploitation genre. That's yeah, just the way it was. Exactly. That's not they what it is standard. now. <laughs> <laughs> and you know his treatment and that kind of thing so it it's a little uncomfortable sometimes but he is kind of learning along the way he does yeah he's, um, he's learning so I'm, so I'm being honest this is this is not gonna feel like a good movie for a lot of people who kind of trigger with certain words yeah <laughs> um, you're gonna be very uncomfortable but it's still generally speaking fun and you kind of get over that but i i thought there was a lot of usage that was unnecessary Really there, was, there, there, there was there was there was quite a, a bit. There, there was a bunch of n words I thought was unnecessary. Yeah. Um, there was, you know, so depends what you can deal with. Um, it it didn't ruin the movie. It was still generally fun, right? So there you go. <laughs> so okay. go go see Shaft if you want something outside of the you know sci fi genre. First. If you want to see a movie that's really really wrong, go see Shaft. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. But still fun. That's right. And by the end. By Richard Roundtree, the original Shaft, um, is not in a lot of the movie. He comes in in you know late in the third act, but uh, but it's still fun seeing like all three of them together and seeing how they uh, they work together in well in a fight scene really. Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah. He's I, I will tell you for Richard Roundtree to be pushing eighty, he kind of still got it. Yeah, yeah. He's looking good for, for like what seventy seven. He's looking yeah, good for his age. yeah. Cool. Uh, yeah. Well, look at Billy D. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, I mean, just just a reminder: Sam Jackson himself is seventy. So yeah, right. (laughs) So really, it's kind of unrealistic that he's the son of the original Shaft. But anyway, yeah, but but, you know, Sam Jackson looks really good. Yes. (laughs) I mean, in the movie, they actually say that he's sixty. So okay, that's true. They do do actually say he's sixty. That's true. So there you go. Cool. That that's our reviews for this week. Cool. Anything else before we wrap this up? Uh, I think we're good to go. I think we're good. Okay. Well, <laughs> Geeksters, did you uh, did you go to E3 or did you watch E3 and everything that was coming from E3? Did you see any of these movies? See Shaft or Men in Black? Let us know. You can always get a hold of us www.geekwatch1.com. Anywhere, everywhere, all social media, Geekwatch One. If you put Geekwatch One into a search bar and don't find us, let us know, and Miss Dawn will take care of the problem. I'm a bad mother. Shut your mouth. <laughs> oh, you can email us, geekwatch1 at gmail.com. Miss <laughs> Dawn wants pictures. She said this. Send her pictures. <laughs> you can also get us on our networks, the Tangibound Network at tangiboundnetwork.com and WeebyGeeks at WeebyGeeksPC.com. And uh, Kylan, have a safe trip, brother. We'll see you in a couple of weeks. Let us know I everything think. that happened in Chicago. And remember, <laughs> pictures or it didn't happen. <laughs> uh, I don't know about all that. Uh, okay. Hey, we just said Miss Dawn wants pictures, so <laughs> we want some pictures, Kylan. <laughs> we have to put them up. We want to at least get pictures from the safe room and from the arcade. Let us yeah. know what that stuff was like. All right, I will. Anybody else, if you're out in Chicago area and you want to meet um, Kylan from Geek Watch One, email us, get a hold of us, and we can see what can happen here. Maybe you can go play some video games with him. We'll make a random meeting. That's right. Well, hey, they okay. can meet you at the arcade and you can play games with them. There you go. So, other than that. Well, we'll see. For Seth and Clint are out there. Yeah, Clint and Seth are out there. Our friends That's from um, Geek Dig and from Geekville Radio. That's right. right. So, but for that, 
for Dawn and Kylan, Vicky, and myself, just remember... No matter where you go, there you are.